0: What up, Colin? You ready to get P... I can't even say P-O anything. It's just P-10. P-10. Sounds like a fucking Chevy truck. Maybe the last one? Yeah, I'm hoping this is the last one. I think we should get back to our in-person potting. IPP. You down with IPP?
1: As long as there's there's PPE. Oh! Oh! Um, Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I see what you did. I interpolated the naughty by nature rhyme into my own.
0: Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um, man, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping this is a nice, fast one tonight. We're doing Speaking this of,
1: shit on a Tuesday. I have to edit this shit and put it up. I'm also tired as fuck. Uh, w- uh, we can get into that, but b- before that, while we're talking about PPE, man, I got to talk about this kid at Chipotle tonight. Get it. Who... who it was like literally 45 minutes ago. I went to Chipotle. Well, here's the deal. I was outside working on my deck, and uh, I ordered Postmates for myself. Los Guachos Taqueria. Okay, I was very okay. stoked about it. I was treating myself. And then they cancel. All of a sudden, Postmates cancels my order. They closed at 8 o'clock. Oh, Weird. man. But uh, so I was like, shoot. Okay, so then I... Was like rushing around. And I was like, I got a pot at nine thirty. I got to eat something still, so I went uh, to Chipotle. And this kid standing in front of me. It's in Upper Arlington, and uh, he's like your typical UA junior in high school, senior in high school, just a smug little rich. ready to fucking play the shit out of some lacrosse. Yeah, not wearing a mask. Okay, that's the important detail here. Okay. Not that you know. It's whatever. Do what you want to do this? Is America? I think you should be considerate and wear a mask. But like, I want to just point out the fact that he's not wearing a mask. He wasn't really respecting social distancing so much. Like he was kept moving around in line closer to the guy in front of him. And then he kept like looking over the glass and all this stuff. Okay. So the lady walks up and they're obviously stressed. They're just going hard all day right now. And uh, she comes up, and he goes, she starts to, she asks him what he wants. She starts to unwrap a burrito. And he goes, he st- He goes, excuse me, uh, can you change your gloves, please? Oh, and I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding. And you saw her, you saw it in her eyes. It's, it. you know, with people wearing masks right now, it's really hard to, to totally tell people's emotions, but you saw it. She was pissed. And I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. This smug little bastard. Has the nerve to 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 do that? It's different. If he was like looking like he was really respecting everything and was really worried about it, that's right. different. But don't stand here and just do whatever the fuck, fucking off in line, not wearing a mask, and then say that's stupid shit. So then I go out and I, I get in the car. I look, and of course he's in the, he's in mommy's Lexus. Mm. It's just it was just like a picture perfect suburban rich kid scenario tonight. And it, I was it, that was like forty five minutes ago, and I'm still reeling from it. You got his fucking first
0: taste of power. Before he takes over his dad's company. Man, that's wild. Um, kids like that. Kids like that, like grow up without punishment. They grow up with their parents, you know, making excuses for everything and why they weren't in the wrong. It's fucking crazy. Uh,
1: I know we had something on the. It was like, oh, uh, that boy has promise. The boy has promise. We just got to. You know, yeah. it's
0: just. But there is a such thing as going too far in punishment, right? And you brought up, you had a a, uh, topic last week we didn't get to, so I'm going to get to it right now. It was the Minecraft punishment.
1: I'm pulling this shit up. I just want to read it straight up. It's a couple paragraphs. And so this one, this topic actually came from uh, Duchant. He messaged me and said, this is crazy. You guys need to talk. This is perfect for you guys to talk about on the podcast. So this is in a Reddit category called, Am I the Asshole? Mm -hmm. And I would venture to say that most of these, if you have to ask, is probably yes, is the answer. Anyway, this one, Am I the, am am I the asshole? Am (laughs) I the asshole for deleting my son's Minecraft world? I have two children, a nine year old son and a six year old daughter. My son had a Minecraft world where he built quite an impressive castle on an island, which he was very proud to show me. Since school was canceled, he's had issues with waking up on time. He's supposed to wake up at 7 each morning, but for the past month, he's been sleeping in until about 9 or 10. I always set an alarm for him, but he sleeps right through it. I don't wake him up because waking himself up is a skill he needs to learn. I told him about two weeks ago there are going to be consequences for him if he continues to sleep in every morning. At first, he understood and was waking up on time every morning, but for the past week or so, he's fallen back into old habits. I told him yesterday that this is his final warning. Today, he slept until 11. So I followed through with my warning and went on went on the computer and deleted his favorite Minecraft world. I also took away computer privileges for the next month. When I told him, he started screaming and crying. He told me that he spent a whole year working on that world, and he's very distraught. And he's never going to see it again. He's been crying and sobbing throughout the day and has refused to eat any of his meals. Okay. And a- is, is he the asshole? I think we can both unequivocally say yes. Holy shit balls. So, so I, I
0: was with him for part of it. Let me just say, and maybe maybe I'm an asshole too. I was with him for part of it. I don't think I'd go as far as to delete the entire world, delete any of that, ground them from their devices for a couple of days, threaten you know, to take it away. Uh, but I was with him for the first part of that. Okay. So the waking yourself up, it's a skill sure. that needs to be learned. I agree. We have very, very similar uh, similar things in this house. Um, I have done so much to try and help him. I made him a checklist. I got him a Google Home where he just sets the alarm. So a lot of that, believe it or not, resonated with me. And no, I was I'm, fine with I'm, de-
1: I'm fine with that.
0: I was reading it uh, when you put it on there last week. And a lot of it resonated with me. I was kind of like, oh, shit, am I going to be making and am I the asshole post? Is that going to be me? Because <laughs> holy fuck, the beginning of this sounds like me. It really, really, really sounds like me. When it got to the end, it, it made me feel pretty bad. It made me feel pretty bad. Like, am I, is that the path I'm going down? <laughs> is is that the no, future me? Because
1: because there is there's a, there's a, uh, a, uh, what's what am I looking for? Like, a there's a moment, there's a moment in here where he he switches because mm-hmm. yes, there's like, I you know he sleeps in all the time. I, it's funny, I don't have that issue at all because like, Rowan wakes up like six thirty a.m. He's like, I'm up, and then he wakes everybody up, uh, but uh, without an alarm, he just wakes up, and uh so, but I get it. Yeah. My mom was still having to wake me up three days a week when I was in high school, when I was a senior in high school. I, mm-hmm. I understand waking yourself up is a skill that not everybody's blessed with. And uh but there's two. There's a key here. He says he told him there are going to be consequences for him. He doesn't cl- clarify. And mm-hmm. then he says, this is his final warning. And I. Followed through with my warning, so there would be consequences. Which
0: implies that he told him what the consequence was, but he doesn't ever actually say, yeah. I told him this is what the consequence was. Do you uh, I don't know. He, just, just from parenting your own kids, and I know that you've had you've had to have this experience, because it we all have it. You make a threat, they fucking don't do whatever it is, and you don't follow through anyway. Yeah. So you start to get a little bit of that... Um. Oh man, they're they're not gonna do that shit. So then they start, you know, like actually recognizing they can get away with the things. And the, you know, our kids are getting old enough to where they can actually be deceiving. They can they know there should be consequences, yeah. but we're yeah. not gonna do it because we're just big ass bitches that talk just talk shit. I don't know, man. Maybe that dude just had it one too many times.
1: But here's the thing, though. I'm sorry. This is just me. Like, I also took away computer privileges for the next month. That a month yeah. is, a, is a very big punishment. Isn't that sufficient? Yes. Because I look at it. I look at it this big. way. I've watched my kids build Minecraft worlds. I watch the skill. I watch the thought process. I listen to their conversations. They're watching videos. They're watching tutorials. They're doing all this shit. To me, it is absolutely no different than if when I was a kid, my stepdad walked into my bedroom and took, like, the world I was building in Legos and picked it up and just smashed it on the ground. Mm. It's completely the same to me. So it's like, and, and you would agree that that is cruel and yeah. unusual punishment. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a little over the top. And, you know, because to me, it's, it's, you, you cross the line when you take away a child's creation. mm like, like I wouldn't go to B's art table and just start tearing up drawings she's done.
0: Yeah, I think part of that comes from the disconnect in generations. So it's like, you know, when we were young, we probably were just... Some of the first electronics and things like that we were getting were, you know, the Nintendos and, and uh, Game Boys and shit like that. Like, it, we didn't grow up with fucking iPads, but our kids are. And there's definitely a disconnect in generations where... You know, if somebody would have told me you got to wake up and then smashed my fucking Sega, that's the same as deleting somebody's Minecraft world nowadays. It's a big disconnect. And I don't even understand it. Like, I don't understand. I don't know. I can't. They get like an emotional attachment to these things the same way I probably would, you know, these brand new devices that were coming out or like my new bike or something like that. It's just because we didn't have it. So because there's less of an emotional attachment to these things our kids have, it's easier for us to be an asshole and take them away. Cause we think like, Oh, I'm going to take the thing you like. I see you putting effort into this thing. You like it. I'm going to take it. Cause yeah. you're trying to, you know, what else can you do to reach them? I don't know. It definitely, it made me stop and think a little bit. Um, got to get a little more creative with
1: uh, punishments. You're, uh, the uh, spoiler alert, though, if you read through the comments on this, it's everybody's like, yes, you're an asshole. Yes, you're an asshole. Yes, you're an yeah, asshole. I mean, it's I, just over and over. I did.
0: There was one specific that actually got me and I'm I'm going to paraphrase it without going back and trying to find it. But it said something to the tune of, you know, like throughout life, there are certain things that stick with you. There are moments, defining moments, and yeah. this will be a defining moment. He's 100%. not going to remember a lot of the other little things that happened around it, or even maybe." Uh, all the punishments leading up to it, but you deleting it at this age, they're going to remember that. And it's going to be a point of conversation and contention throughout the rest of their life. I feel them on that. And that comment, I, I honestly felt, made me step back and look at everything more than any, any like the whole sure. paragraph, that comment did it to sure. me. And the reason, the reason, I told this story on the podcast before, uh, we were look we didn't have air conditioning in the house and we'd, you know, put the screens in every spring and summer. We were looking for the screens one year and couldn't find them. And my mom accused me of stealing them and selling them. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I found them. To this day, I've never forgot that because at the end of the whole debacle, when I said there, I found them. Instead of her going, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I shouldn't have accused you. She said, it's pretty convenient. You knew where they were. Jesus. And to this day, it's never it's never not haunted me. It's never not been a thing. And I still fucking remember it. And I was, you know, 10, well, 11, the, 12 uh, years that's,
1: old. That's the thing. Those, those moments, because what that it, I mean, that's, it's just a trauma. That's a traumatic moment that has, you know, basically cemented itself deep in your brain. And, uh, you know, I've, I've seen quite a few therapists in my life and, that's that's what they do. They find they they just keep asking you questions and keep do asking you going deeper and deeper until they find mm-hmm. that thing and you're like, oh yeah, there was this time my mom said this thing and they're like, that's the thing, and then they like, you know, help you talk through that and and kind of break that off of you and then all of a sudden it's like you see this improvement in so much of your life now because of this one thing you were fucking hanging on to, yeah. And that's and that's the thing about that story. You know, it's easy to just like to be honest with you when I put it on the list, I didn't think we would get into an exceptionally deep discussion about it, but because it's just kind of like a holy shit what a dickhead, but like I think that the the, the deep thing there is it shows, and you said it kind of like a generational thing uh, it shows his dad's willful willful lack of understanding in his kids' interests mm-hmm. because if he was interested, he would know what it took to make that Minecraft world the time, the effort, the passion. Yeah.
0: And he, he definitely ignored all that. He only knew what it meant to the kid and he spitefully tried to take what the kid loved. That was the only goal. Yeah. Total asshole move. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of assholes in the world and we're going to talk about another asshole. I'm going to perceive them as an asshole as of right now, because there's nothing to say that they're not an asshole. Uh, but it's the Minnesota cop. (laughs) Yeah. That, uh, Killed George, uh, George Floyd. So the old, the old knee on the neck trick. Uh, these uh, things, these things always bite me in the ass because things happen. I, I speak out about my perception of it, and then something happens to change my perspective. So I'm going to go into this saying, right now. I can perceive no reason why that happened. The cop is in the wrong. And if there was not a video, we would not be talking about this. But people have yeah. seen the video. There has to be consequences. And holy shit, I'm hoping that they treat this like any other person and try this motherfucker for murder. Yeah, That's where well, I'm at right now. So
1: the good news is those four cops were fired. I did see that. It was very swift, very quick. I think now it's charge him. But, I mean, I I, I was alarmed by the way you wrote it in our report. It appears to have killed. And I was like, I don't know. I watched that video. Oh, yeah, I I watched it. it. it, it, It's not just appears to have killed. You see the guy essentially pleading for his life. Yep. You see him... uh, what looks like he's probably urinating on himself, and uh, you and his nose starts bleeding, and then he goes unconscious. You see the guy check his pulse, and and everybody says, "Are you serious?" You see cops take away civilians who are trying to help the guy. I mean, it's just, it is. Oh my god, it's just horrifying. It's horrifying.
0: I'm right there with you, but like I said. I'm going to give this fucking thing a week to to shake out because I get myself in this problem every single time. I know what I saw. I know exactly how I feel about it. I don't need to go on here and, you know, it's it's disturbing as fuck. I don't care if the dude was guilty of something or anything. He was stopped for a nonviolent – he was stopped to be questioned about
1: a nonviolent crime. He was a forging checks or something. Yeah. So it's and, like, yeah, sure. Maybe the guy – maybe he was a bad dude, but, like, is that worth – and the dude, like, he's got him pinned with his knee on his neck long after the guy oh, is yeah. dead.
0: And the dude, and not only that, the guy's in cuffs. Like, wh- where's the threat at that point? Move the dude to a cop car. Do whatever the fuck you have to do. But in this day and age, why is that not one of the first things you're thinking of as an officer? You know you're in the spotlight. You know that everyone has their cameras out. Why is that not at least the catch-all to to trigger... Holy fuck, maybe I should let my knee off this dude's neck. Like, yeah. if 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 morality isn't going to do it for you, why is that at least not the catch all to, to make you think?
1: I don't right. know. And I mean, like, because it has like an effect. I, I don't know. Did you see that video of that woman in Central Park? The Karen in Central Park? No. So there was a woman uh, walking her dog off leash. In some place in Central Park, some special place, and there was a there was a a guy there bird watching, a black guy, bird watching, like has his binoculars and bird it watching. Sounds, books. It sounds mad, suspect already. And uh, <laughs> uh, he told her that like that there's there's a really strict uh leash law there. And she immediately said that she felt threatened and she called the cop. She started calling the cops or threatening to call the cops. And that's when he pulled his phone out and started recording her. And she goes, I'm going to call the cops and I'm going to tell them an African American is threatening me. Oh. And, and it's like, it's like, uh, are, are you trying, do you just know that like, there's a more of a chance that like, this guy's going to get fucked? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. She she's trying to weaponize it. Dude, it like it's just gro- it's just so gross and like the look in her eyes in the video is just like evil. It's just gross. So
0: and, I, I did not see the video. You'll have to link me to it. Give me the general age range of this lady. Dude,
1: uh late 30s, early really? 40s maybe. Yeah. Man. And uh Then I saw on Twitter today somebody somebody was like, "By the way, this this is the guy." And it was video, like from some news program, some nature program, him being interviewed about birds, and he looks like the quietest, most charming, dorky birdwatcher guy.
0: That is crazy. You know, (sighs) that's somebody with a clear bias, right? That walked through and found something that didn't fit their narrative or not even their narrative. It didn't fit what they believe to be possible. Yeah. Um, first of all, I almost never see people birdwatching. <laughs> That's really weird. watchers are weird. Uh, so here comes this lady going through and she's like, there's no way this dude is birdwatching because people don't do that. I'm rich AF. I'm up in this park. I found my threat. That's how that went down. Fuck you, lady. You gotta do better. Um, lots of fuck you things going on though. I know that you were talking shit on my RC
1: car. <laughs> I know no, you were talking dude, shit I on my RC car. No, I, I I was actually just I was sitting here waiting for you and uh I was just flip. I was just like scrolling through Twitter and I saw a link. I follow this auto blog called Jalopnik and uh I guess Rolls Royce will sell you uh, one-eighth scale rolls, you can choose from, I think it was some, like they said, like a 40,000 standard colors. Yep. And all of this shit, you know how much this shit costs?
0: Racks on racks on racks. $17,000. Well, well, here's the thing. That's the starting price. You've looked know. into this shit? Yeah, yeah. That's the starting price. It's it's usually with because you can add features, just like you can fucking get a moonroof or like some the sport suspension. Oh man, suspension. you can add features to it, and most people usually spend somewhere in the thirties.
1: Mean, that is the that is the dorkiest flex. Holy it, shit!
0: I, I wouldn't say it's the worst flex. It really isn't. Not like worst. Not
1: worst. It's a great I, flex. But so dorky, man. Well. Here's the thing,
0: if I'm a car enthusiast, why would I not want that? It has working fucking headlights, taillights, the inside leather is actually hand stitched.
1: Like, okay, let me just add, let me pose this question. Pose it up, bro. judgmentally though. This is a okay. judgmental question. But how many do how many dickheads who own a Rolls-Royce who are also rich enough to spend in the 30s for a model Rolls Royce are actually car enthusiasts mm. just saying mm.
0: well, <laughs> I mean it is a very it is a very like old rich
1: white guy thing to do Don't totally I, I mean don't get me wrong I think it's so sweet and I was looking at the pictures and I was like holy shit this is cr- it's so crazy it's so detailed it looks like they made it for a movie.
0: It, I mean, yeah. It, dude, hand-stitched leather on the seats. Like, I would, I would love to see one in person. Like, if anybody out there has one, holler. We'll stop
1: talking shit. I want to check it out. Speaking of crazy technology, uh, I saw this. Um, do you have Disney Plus? No. Oh, anyway, sh- there's a show. There's a show on there that is... Th- dude, that that platform, Disney Plus, man, they crank out so many documentary series. It's crazy. I believe those so, are called docu-series. Yes. So there's one called uh, Disney Gallery, and this this series is about The Mandalorian, and it's behind-the-scenes look at The Mandalorian, but it's, like, nerdier than that. It's, like... Mm-hmm. John Favreau, the director, and then different people, like one episode's directors, one's the actors, all this stuff, sitting around a table talking about it. You okay. know, like it's like that nerdy. Anyway, so there is this this episode called Technology where they talk about the technology they use to shoot this. And industrial light and magic, which is you know, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, you know, all like the 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 big the big boys with the the uh, CGI. They have this room. It's called The Volume. And it is a 70, uh, 175 foot, I think, circle of LED screens and a ceiling. Okay. Okay. And they literally shot most of the show in there. And so they set up like the, the set and then the background, you know, they pre painted this background and all they. Pre CGI, this whole this whole background and, and such, but there's a the technology it uses it uses like a uh, video game engine, so it's mm-hmm. it's rendering in real time. So the camera that's shooting it, uh, the background is like parallaxing and uh, you know going in and out of focus and going in and out of depth, like with the cameraman and. But it's just what's on screen. So, like, if you see it from a different angle, you see, like, this thing that's just kind of, like, floating around weird. Mm. Dude, it is unreal. These directors were talking about how uh, it was weird to sit in there, and you didn't know where the set ended and the background began. Or there was a, one thing they shot. They were in a, in a field in a, like, mountain range. They were shooting, an inter- or shooting some interview that was going to be broadcast to the company at Lucasfilm and uh or Disney, and um the people watching this webcast and the company or whatever thought that they were actually like in a field somewhere, but they were just shooting it in this room. It's so crazy, damn what so look it up, look up it's called the volume I'm trying to think
0: there was a movie where there was a room like at the top of a building, and I think they called it like heaven or something like that. And like the screen, like the floor, the ceiling, everything was screens. Oh, so. the Truman Show.
1: Is that what it was? Jim Carrey. No, his whole no, life's no, a TV no.
0: thing. No, they couldn't have been that.
1: I feel like it was, was a, something else. It, it was a dome, and like the architect guy who was the charge of the show. He had like a room up in the in the in the moon. Did did they did they?
0: turn on the screens on the floor and make it look like they were just standing in the air. No, I swear this room was called heaven. Somebody out there is probably like you fucking dumb bastards. Like they know it right now. They're like yelling at the podcast while they're listening to it. They know what it is. Um, I'm going to Google it. Room
1: in heaven. You're going to come up with so much weird stuff.
0: No, no, no. I'm, I'm way better at Googling
1: than you're giving me credit for for real though. I just want to say, like, I read an article today about RC cars and about how, like, it's like, you're all just sitting at home. Now's the time to get RC cars because they're super fun. And now I, like, really want an RC car. Oh, my God. I want, like, a rally car.
0: Oh, are so fun. I mean, the reason I went with a truck is because I wanted, I wanted something that did everything.
1: I, I kind of want a crawler. I kind of want a crawler, to be honest uh, with you. Really? I, that but, that feels
0: like the most
1: that feels like the least
0: fun out of all them like you really have to be a fucking enthusiast to be like I want my little vehicle to climb up rocks really slow <laughs> 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 like as and me I'm like no I want a little no, vehicle I go, no I, w- I want one that rips. goes fucking
1: fast yeah
0: and then you know it also jumps shit I, my next one I'm going to get though it's going to be like either a drift car or it's going to be just a little racer that it goes like fucking 60 because like I'm obsessed now. Now, yeah. now I'm into it.
1: Do you remember uh, that RC car? Do you remember that RC car? Like cheap one, like that we saw commercials for and stuff that like fast tracks flipped over and like, kept going like the wheels were, were it big. was symmetrical. It, yeah, like they I, were I big and it was like, yeah, I did too. Yeah, I can't I remember it.
0: what it was called. I can't remember either, but the wheels were actually uh real rubber and you pumped them up with a, a basketball needle. Yeah. And it was like, I think mine was like blue on one side, orange on the other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was hit, oh, yeah. it hit the wall
0: and bounced back and be like. Fuck yeah, it would. Uh, so I talk shit and then now I can't, I only did one Google search, but I didn't find it. I'm going to find it at some point. I'm going to bring it back here. Um, something else I wanted to ask you about. I know you posted about this, so you probably already ranted about it, but the letter to Twitter CEO. Dude, give us, give us, a, uh, give us. A I short. thought
1: about, I thought about putting this on the subjects list tonight, but I didn't know if I just wanted to just go on a bitch session. I, I this is what this is kind of how I worded it when I posted about today. I am really trying hard to not just jump on everything that the president says today on his Twitter reality show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, cause just because it's like I get it now. I get it. I get his strategy. It's just smoke and mirrors. It's 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 look over here. I get it. It makes sense. So like, fuck him. You know, yeah. The, his supporters are right. They wish he wouldn't do it, but he's just going to keep doing it because that's just who he is. Cool, not cool, but I at least ignore it. But he's been going on this thing. He really fucking hates Joe Scarborough and the host on MSNBC of Morning Joe, former GOP congressman. When he was a congressman, one of his aides died at work and there was a conspiracy that she, uh, was murdered by him, but the autopsy proved it wrong. It's easily debunked. It's, it's like, and uh, she had like a seizure or something like that, fell, hit her head on the desk. And, uh, anyway. So the president is just mad at Joe Scarborough for talking shit about him because he hate watches the show every morning and just starts going off about how, man, wouldn't it be, you know, I'm sure the family wants to get to the bottom of this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, this was litigated years ago. And the dad or the dad, the husband wrote a letter to Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey, basically saying, I wouldn't normally do this, but can you please delete those tweets? Like, he's co-opting something that doesn't belong to him, my dead wife, and turning Mm -hmm. it into a political thing. You know, and it's just, it's shameful. It's shameful. No, I agree. It'll be very
0: interesting to see how they respond to that. I think one of the, I think that with social media today, and this, this, is, this is me putting on a different hat for a moment, things get censored that should not be censored. It's, it's quite comical. Um, so when somebody, like the president, so blatantly does things against terms and conditions and doesn't, it already sets a bad precedence. Now factor in this letter, and I see no other outcome other than for them to actually acknowledge and honor the wishes. There's no so
1: what, other outcome. Well, there is. This is what they did. I saw a headline. I didn't read about it, but I saw a headline tonight while I was out and about. And uh, it was that for the first time ever, Twitter has put a little disclaimer, like uh, unverified facts or something like that on those tweets. Mm. So basically. a Facebook approach. Yeah, but it's, but that's the thing is, is you're right though. It's like, this is the president of the United States peddling a conspiracy theory that, like, is gross. It's gross and it's slanderous and it's hateful and it's just, I don't know, man. I, I, like I said, I, I almost a full term in, I understand. The whole thing. I uh, Not the whole thing, but I understand the president's game. I get it. Uh, and, and his supporters buy it hook, line, and sinker. But this one just seems extra gross. <laughs> See, here's the problem. No matter what,
0: Trump supporters are like a fucking molecule away from being brainwashed. And they're going to defend it. They're, they're going to defend it. You know, you're going to have a percentage of them that defend it with uh, freedom of speech. You know, here they are trying to take away our rights, right? You can't do anything about it. I think it's bullshit. It's very, I didn't know that there was already a
1: resolve on that. That was just like an hour ago. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I didn't mean to go. Like step no. on your
0: No, you're fine. I didn't know there was already a resolve on it. I literally saw no other outcome other th- and of course there's a fucking outcome, right? Because it's goddamn president and they're gonna they're gonna it's play ball. We, yeah, it's a Because week. at the end of the day, the amount of clicks and views and searches and everything else that his Twitter oh account God. is oh generating. Oh I mean they're God. just they're gonna bend over and take one in the booty for that. Not mm-hmm. that you know there's anything wrong with taking one in the booty. Shout out to y'all that take it in the booty, but it's an old saying, and I'm going to stick with it. Uh, now, during that time, I was doing my Google searches, and I found the movie with the room called Heaven. It was a fucking rock movie called Skyscraper. Oh, weird. And Skyscraper, the whole premise of the goddamn movie... Is that it's like the most technologically advanced uh, fucking skyscraper, and the you know from a mega billionaire, it's got every bell and whistle possible, and there's a room at the top of it called heaven, and like every single side, every everything is like a screen, and they can basically uh, flip a switch, and it activates, you know, 8K cameras on the outside of the building everywhere that give you the perception that you're standing in midair because of all the screens. Crazy. So I'm sure that scene is on YouTube. Uh, if something like that exists in the future, I hope everybody links it back to the rock the way we do fucking the Simpsons and back to the future for everything. So the rock is tight. Um, what is not tight is Joe Rogan selling out. So we've talked about Joe Rogan a few times. Uh I think he's hit or miss for me. I like, you know, I'll call it twenty percent of the conversations slash guests uh he has. I like around twenty percent, maybe less, maybe fifteen. Um holy fuck, he just got a lot of money.
1: It is uh what was it? $100 million 100, Spotify deal?
0: $100 million Spotify contract. That's, that's like their, their next. I mean, Spotify is really, they're really stepping up, you know, the whole podcasting game. Like they're really trying to get big in that market. And what, yeah. what better to do than fucking Rogan, who generates a bazillion
1: plays? The thing to is an exclusivity like, agreement. the thing is like, uh, it's, what's crazy to me is, and it was funny because The Hard Times made a joke article about this, but like, it's like every band is getting point zero 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 six two five cents cents per play. Yeah. Like every band mm-hmm. is, it, you can get a million plays and get like 10 grand, you know, mm-hmm. like. And it's just $100 million. It's a spit in the face. It's, it's as if Spotify, and, and I say this as a hypocrite who uses Spotify every single day and pays them for a family premium plan.
0: And you just gave uh, them big ups last week for Jukebox.
1: I well, did. Jukebox, and I've been using it called? uh Group session. Group session. And I've been using that all week. And uh, it's just... It's the weird catch twenty two of such an amazing technology, such a forward, f- future focused technology, but then they are really in it just to fucking make money, and it is a spit in the face of every band on Spotify.
0: I mean, everything is in it for make money, but it's you the, don't, you don't what think what you, you don't think that like say Jay Z says, you know, picture title never existed, right? And Jay Z says. All of my albums and everything on the rock, everything. I'll give it to I'll give it to Spotify exclusive. You don't think he'd negotiate a hundred mil?
1: No, that's I, that is so. I that got me thinking about this, and I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because that was my next thought. Was like, was J Z and Kanye and Drake and everybody else who's in with title. Mm-hmm. uh were they on to something is were they ahead of their time uh is streaming service as uh record label and content delivery device at the same time the is that the future Is that the next revenue model for music? I, I believe you would call that the wave, and yes, that is the wave the way oh the next wave that's just a wave i'm just saying like is that is is that the next revenue model and i find that just so crazy because it's like no but that's the thing i don't find it crazy at the same time because it is so crazy to think oh man like i didn't have apple music on like on purpose because i like spotify but I loved having Apple music because I could listen to Dr. Dre's Compton album from a couple of years ago. Cause I think that record's awesome because it was only on Apple music mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm proving my own, my own point wrong as I'm talking in my head, because it's like, I do that for uh video consumption. I will subscribe monthly. To a channel's Apple TV app for one show. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I do it for music? Why wouldn't I have an Apple Apple Music subscription, Spotify, uh, Pandora, whatever their premium stupid bullshit is? You know, why wouldn't I? Well, I feel like I feel like
0: you're. It's you're just you're you're catching up to it, right? Honestly,
1: oh, oh, I, I don't oh. mean that. I don't mean that. Those?
0: I don't mean that as it is. I mean that now take a look at all these things we've been bitching about or these YouTubers about our kids what we bitched about. Right. They go on Twitch and guess what? They have a schedule. These kids are giving them recurring payments to keep going. They're saying, yeah, I'll give you $2 a month. They don't give a shit. What's two dollars a month to be part of this thing and get invited to uh, to their Discord, their private Discord service, where they can uh, interact with their favorite Twitch streamer, right? And two dollars a month, that ain't shit, right? But when you've got, you know, eleven thousand people or twenty thousand people giving two dollars a month, it's yeah, not, dude. it's not shit. And I, I feel like there's a whole new wave of people catching up to this. It's not going to be it's not gonna be like this forever. During quarantine, I don't know how many fucking times I heard it make the news that so and so and some other thought, you know, made an OnlyFans. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're telling me I can pay 60 bucks and see so and so, and then like Maybe kick them three dollars a month, like three dollars a month. Like I would, if I still carried cash, I would, I would mistakenly drop more than three dollars a month in coins. Nobody cares about three dollars a month, and so these people set it up, and just like every other fucking thing that you set up and forget to cancel, you're just paying for the shit. They're just kicking out three, four, five dollars a month for no reason for who knows how long. But if you get multiple thousands of people to do that, that is a that's a revenue stream. That is now income.
1: Yeah, it just it just it makes sense to me. uh, Bringing it back around to the uh, music, because this is the one place where we don't have that yet. That model, you know, it's still an artist is creating something, and I choose to buy it directly from that artist. If I want to like music's where that exists still. Um, uh, kind of, but I mean, you talk about only fans or things like that or Patreon things where you're contributing monthly for content regardless. Anyway, what I'm saying is it feels the idea of exclusivity deals as so like Spotify becomes a record label too. Basically that's basically yeah. what it is. Uh, it makes sense to me. From a business perspective, from a business model perspective, as a musician, it just still feels gross. Maybe if I was a filmmaker, Netflix would feel gross. I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, you're right. But that brings another thing. There are
0: lots of people that sign exclusivity agreements for those streaming services as well. It's not
1: limited to music or podcasts. No, and that was my whole thing. That's my whole thing is. uh, As I was talking through, I realized that that music is really the one entertainment industry that hasn't got to that point yet. Uh across the board. You know what I mean? To be honest with you, I was thinking about this the other day. Bandcamp should have a streaming service. And because but is it they, too late? No, because I think what where Bandcamp succeeds is they have the punk community. And Bandcamp, like, that could be the streaming service saying, hey, no, we treat it just like we treat our bands on Bandcamp, which is we take a little cut because we have an overhead, but this is your platform. Bandcamp would have so many subscribers if they said, hey, this is the DIY artist streaming platform that we take care of our artists. We make sure they get paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bandcamp, you can have that one for free.
0: So what's crazy is so another podcast I listen to um the Joe Budden podcast um they have an exclusivity agreement with Spotify as well. Um now that's not to say their content doesn't show up other places cuz where I typically consume it is on YouTube. I watch the video and it normally comes out you know some days after the one happens like it comes out on Spotify. Now They've been around, I want to say about three years. and
1: they, The Joe Bud podcast?
0: Yeah. They've been around about, about three years. And at one point, they were actually, and they're probably still top couple on Spotify, but they were the number one podcast streamed on Spotify for like a whole year. And recently a story, he did like an interview and was telling a story about how uh, he was offered a $10 million deal to sign an exclusivity agreement. And he believed in it too much. He said, nah, I'm good. Because long-term, this is going to be worth much more. I know that. So he turned it down. And I don't want to act like he wasn't a good rapper. He was dope. I mean, like, Joe Button had bars. Like, he was a good rapper. But he never got that mainstream success. He definitely yeah. wasn't somebody that... You know, if somebody said, Oh, he turned down 10 mil, it's like, damn, like, does he ain't got it like that to turn down 10 mil, does he? Like, but he believed in it, turned it down, and it became way more lucrative. So he didn't sign an exclusivity agreement, I think, for the first few years and then did. And it's way more lucrative. I don't know, man. Where's our money? Spotify. I'm saying, yeah, heckin' cool dad's coming
1: for that ass. I'll sell out right now. That's the thing. That's a funny thing is I've always talked a big DIY game. I've always talked a big uh, punk at heart game and I still continue to. But man, you ask anybody who's been close to me my whole life, I've always said if the money's right, I'll sell out like that. Dude, <laughs> don't even don't even
0: threaten me oh, and man. tell me that I could not wake up and go to work every day and I could do something I actually like and make a living. Oh, where
1: the fuck do I sign? Do you remember do you remember the uh uh Christian straight edge hardcore band Looking Forward? Yeah. It was like Posse. Yeah. Uh so we were label mates with them on Face Down, so uh uh we were friends and we we always we always got along really well. We played a lot of shows together because we always played in Baltimore and stuff together and uh because that's where they're from and so it was an unlikely match, like, uh, dorky tech scene metalcore and, and, uh, posi hardcore, but we were really good friends. We played a lot of shows together. Anyway, their guitar player and I always joked about, like, dude, dude, when this is all, when, when we're done with this, you know, in a few years, 10 years, 15 years. So but now, honestly, now. uh, he's like, we should just get together and write a fucking, like, radio rock record and just make a bunch of money (laughs) do you remember
0: when uh, always joked about selling out the dude from living sacrifice joined pod yeah there you go he's like look big big name in the uh christian metal scene and then was just like hold on let me jump over here and get that mainstream money real quick
1: it's funny though too because pod like i saw pod open for living sacrifice when i was in junior high you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like like POD was like the the young r- Christian rapcore band. You know
0: Every day is a new day.
1: Fucking perfect. That that album is perfect. Yeah. Uh but uh but the, another funny thing about Living Sacrifice, guitar player Rocky Gray, drummer of evanescence.
0: No shit. Yeah. Damn. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. That's the only song I really know by them. Um, Okay. So another thing, you touched on this, like just, just for a hair earlier, you said you can get like a million plays and only get 10K. So I can't tell you the amount of random spam I get in my inbox. That's like, you know, pay $60 and you get you know, X amount of thousand of plays, but that, that X amount of thousand of plays because of the royalties you do get will actually pay you back just over what you paid to get it. And I wonder how many people fucking do this because I will see relatively unknown musicians somehow just like this shit just catches. And I'm like, what are What is happening to make this music catch like that? I don't know. It seems like a racket. Do you remember when everybody was like, oh, send me, I don't know, whatever. They were flipping money. Like everybody's comments on social media was like about flipping money. Well, that shit was real. Like you could really flip money at the beginning. That was a real thing. I feel like this is like the next flip your money scam because who wouldn't want to pay 50 bucks and get like 75 back and you got like 60 or 70 or a hundred thousand plays like that isn't it's net net. That's perfect. Give, sign me up. I'll take it.
1: Yeah. But then how do you sleep at night? You
0: sleep at night because you had, it's, it's the classic case
1: of fake it till you make it. I don't, I, 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 I get it, but that's, gotta, just, this is, this is where my punk rock game comes out and it's like, no man, like, Maranatha has the plays that we have. I fucking earned. (laughs) Like I I was glad you feel that way. But if somebody literally, (laughs) if somebody
0: told me that if I paid 50 bucks a month for one year, I would have gotten enough exposure and the big machine would start recommending me more and give me more organic exposure. And then all of a sudden, all I had to do was, you know, pay $600 and a year of doing that led me to, I don't have to do shit. How's that any different than marketing?
1: I, I completely agree with it. That's all that is marketing. It's PR marketing. I mean, that's literally what it's called. I just, it's, it's, it is really, when it comes to my music, which to me is art that is, really close to me. And I know this stands in everything against everything I just said a minute ago about selling out like that, <laughs> if the money was right, which is still true. Uh, but generally when it comes to talking about music, which is the, my art that is, I think closest to me is it's like, no, like I get paid to do design. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm yeah. in, I'm in design to make it. I'm not in music to make it. So, but I, again, so, so it's priorities. It's, it's, it's what you want to do
0: let me give you a hypothetical. I just want you to react to it and tell me what you would do. Somebody says, Hey man, I've got three really big clients. And if they want one of your, uh, if they want one of your things or if it, what they want you to do is they all want you to do a couple pieces for free and pitch mm-hmm. it to them. Do you risk it?
1: No. Uh, so in my In my world, spec work is as we call it mm-hmm. uh, is a very frowned upon uh practice because it cheapens our craft and turns it into like that's what drives me crazy, and no offense because I have a lot of friends who do this, but it's one thing that drives me crazy of like when 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 people who design shirts for bands say, "I have designs that you can buy." I hate that really personally. Just, just, just personally, because me, it's like no. If a band wants me to do a design for them, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to the song. I'm gonna listen to their music. I'm gonna read their lyrics. I'm gonna look at their promo pictures. I'm gonna feel their vibe. I'm gonna design a shirt that works for that band. I'm not gonna just give them a pre-made thing like flash on the wall at a tattoo shop. But that, then, I say that out loud, and it's like no. But that is exactly what it is, and that's fine too. And it's fine. It's just not the way I think. Now the spec work thing. And that's the thing, because with those pre made designs, you're designing for fun and hoping somebody buys it. To me, that's a little different than spec work, which is saying, which is a client saying, you design this thing, and if I like it, I will buy it from you. Because that cheapens my craft. Because then, no, then, so it's my product that you're buying and not my process, not my skill, not the time I put into it. Fuck that. So, yeah, in general, spec work, fuck that. But I do get it. (laughs) And I will say that in the design world, uh, every few years, this has happened to me, you know, a big client comes around with a potential big project and something I'll be really excited. And you go a little above and beyond and you maybe throw some some a little flashier shit out there in front of them to try Mm -hmm. to win the work. And I get it. I understand the value of spec work, you got me going here. Sorry, i under I understand the value of spec work uh, in certain circumstances, but overall, I do feel like it cheapens art. It cheapens my craft as a designer. That was a lot. I'm really sorry. No, you're, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine.
0: I feel like that translates nicely into uh, butt plug tail. Oh
1: boy. <laughs> See, I kind of regret putting it on there like that because it's <laughs> it, it. That's the punchline.
0: Hold, Hold on, you guys. Hold on. Let me just back up. <laughs> I I need everybody to appreciate the fact that like one of the first things you put on the our board <laughs> was butt plug tail. Now, I'm not sad to say I know what that is. <laughs> I know what that is. I want you to, to tell how you came about Oh this my god, Gloria. Okay, this device. is so
1: this is so funny. And this is a parenting story, which makes it so much funnier. <laughs> so uh my um uh, grandma gave Beatrice twenty dollars for her birthday, sent her a check, which she always does for everybody. So B says one night, she's like a B is just turned eight, mind you. She she says she says, I want to spend the $20. Is it okay? Can I order something off of Amazon? I was like, sure. And so she's on Sierra's phone and I'm doing the dishes. I'm in the kitchen or working or doing the dishes or something like that. I'm in the kitchen. And I all of a sudden hear Sierra go, oh, no, no, no. And B's like, what? And she goes, that's not for kids. And she goes, what do you mean? And she goes, that's, that's, uh, that's, an, uh, that's an adult costume. Or something like that, and she goes. She goes. I. I but it, it. It's. And she goes. You put it in your butt. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I. I. I poked my head around the corner, and I. And she goes. She just. see her just hold her phone up, and I walk and I look at it, and it's like rainbow colored ears, like furry ears headband, mm-hmm. like clip on ears or headband, and then this like furry. T- furry tail but the connection point with your body is a nice silver little tiny butt plug mm. and uh, I just fucking lose it <laughs> I just I mean like I am dying and then Sierra's dying and the B starts crying she goes I didn't know and she was so embarrassed to the point where I literally I was playing the guitar later that night the funny thing was I grab the phone and I look and I go back. I'm like, what was she searching for? And I look and her, the search was so innocent. It was just furry ears and tail. She mm. just wanted a matching ears and tail set. It's
0: that, <laughs> it's it that was, furry it was, word.
1: It was that. It's that furry and, word it got her. Yep. And uh, she, uh, my God, man. She, I was playing guitar later that night and she came down to ask me something and then she goes up and I would stop come back and I was like I just want to say I'm really sorry if I embarrassed I, I apologize because I did feel mm-hmm. like I embarrassed her but then I said I'm sorry if I embarrassed you it was just so funny so like it didn't help so basically I apologize <laughs> yeah. it didn't help at all because my god it was that was one of the funniest things
0: that you, you basically just gave your kid the sorry not sorry <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's what uh, that's like, a, I'm sorry that I'm not more sorry. Yeah, I legitimately am sorry that I embarrassed her, but sure. my god, that's the funniest fucking shit. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Um, so
0: my kid has been asking for throwing stars. He wanted, first of all, he wanted what the hell did he call them? Throwing needles. And I said – and we're just like in the car. He goes, can I – no, this is how he approaches things, right? It's like really passive-aggressive. He goes, hey, dad. Yeah. I want to ask you to get something, but I'm pretty sure you're going to say no. And I said – Oh, I get that. I get that. And I I said, so do you still want to ask me or are you you confident with the answer? (laughs) And he's like, oh, I'm going to ask. I really want throwing needles. And so I'm driving and I'm trying to process like, I don't want to be like, what the fuck is a throwing needle? And so I'm like,
1: you want to go play darts,
0: (laughs) bro? It actually, that crossed my mind. So I'm like trying to think. And I said, I said, I just took a guess. I was like, is that some kind of thing that like, they're just like little metal spikes that are made for throwing? He was like, yeah. I said, okay. Is it similar to like throwing knives? or throwing stars he was like yeah and I was like I feel like if it's a needle it's only sharp on one or two sides like why wouldn't you want something like a throwing star where like you have a better chance of like sticking it in something he goes he goes honestly I just thought that you'd say yes to the throwing needles and probably not the stars or the knives I was like that's
1: hilarious yeah but
0: but it worked I was like I started thinking like when I was a kid, probably about his age, I actually had some throwing stars. I had a couple. and Yeah, my I, dad
1: and my brother were in the throwing stars when he was like a senior in high school.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if I got them from my brother or if I just bought them from, I don't know if you remember the expo. If you were around and that was still a thing, the expo was like a big uh, swap meet, flea market type thing in the old we Southland had a, mall. We had, we had one in Grand Rapids. Yeah, so I used to get like boot knives and shit from there, but I didn't know if I got them from there or if my brothers got them for me or if I picked them up from some kid in the neighborhood. But I remember being, um, there was a bar called the Red Brick Inn in German Village. It's actually, I think it's still there, but it's like all nice and shit now. And it was a a piece of shit when I was growing up. It was just like a little dumpy bar. Um, And they had these big wood, like plywood or something on the outside that was like painted red and people, you know, for the old days when you used to staple up flyers and shit. And I used to go over there and just fling him into it like over and over. I just sit there and fucking throw a throwing star into this piece of wood for like 30 minutes at a time. So based on how he approached it and then me thinking about my own experiences, I was like, yeah, dude, let's get some throwing stars. And he was like, really? I said, yeah. So now I got this new thing that he is all hype on. I'm trying to use that as my leverage to like be a good kid right now so I don't have to fucking delete his Minecraft world. You like that? You like that callback? Callback, baby, callback. Yep. Uh, so I
1: don't know if you've been following any of those versus battles. Those like, dude, this is the entire pandemic. You're like, you've been, you've been following these battles, and I haven't at all. And I know that's probably so awesome, and I haven't at all. Yeah, some of them are really cool. Um, Do they live on
0: YouTube as well? Oh yeah, I mean somebody, okay. somebody, you know, screen records them, and they're up. Yeah. You can find them. Um I'm just really curious to see like who all is going to battle. Uh it, so Bunby, UGK, said that he would he would like to see UGK versus 8 Ball and MJG. That is one Sick. that is one that I am so fucking there for. I'm hella there for it. I grew up listening to 8-ball and MJ uh, uh bleh, MJG um and later became a huge UGK fan. So new me is thinking it's a sweep. Like UGK has got this old me is thinking, I don't know, maybe not. Um, And then another one that I saw that may happen or maybe won't happen. I just thought was a really weird pairing is DMX wants to go against Jay-Z.
1: Dude, that'd be hilarious.
0: It would be hilarious. It would not go well for DMX. No. Uh, so I can't remember if DMX, if he called in or he was actually on Drink Champs, but you know, Noriega, or Norie rather, uh, has Drink Champs. It's a podcast. It's kind of like following in the footsteps of like Joe Budden and shit like that. But he's always got really good guests. And just recently, I think they may have signed an exclusivity agreement and they're fucking like, dude, talk about a podcast that had fantastic people come through. Great musicians, lots of big names in the rap game, great content, terrible fucking audio quality. Horrible dude. Like so <laughs> bad that mostly I couldn't listen to it. And just out of nowhere, like they got like new equipment and all this shit, like everything was good. And it's cause they signed a fucking deal. So it makes sense. But, uh, they propose that he, maybe he goes against Eminem and I'm like, Am I missing something about DMX? I mean, the dude's got some hits. He's got some like cult
1: classics, right? But Yeah, but he's not like a yeah, exceptionally talented rapper.
0: And but I think people think he really is. I never thought he was. I think he gets a lot more fucking respect than we think.
1: I think well, no, I uh I think that it I, I think that as a rapper and lyricist, I don't think he's anything Special, but I do think that as an artist, he made something new and he was very influential. I mean, you listen to that new Denzel Curry Kenny Beats. Collab oh, yeah record. He, he does D- that a little DMX, influ- DMX influence is all over that thing. Well, and, he does that part where he actually yeah, takes the cake, yeah. I mean, but I mean, if you listen, like you, you can hear the thread throughout the whole thing. That thing is like DMX crosses ODB, and but uh, yeah. Jay-Z's got, I mean, Jay-Z phones it in sometimes, but even when he phones it in, it's still fucking Jay-Z.
0: And not only that, the dude has more hits. You could put out a fucking triple, a triple disc of just hits, like like bangers, bangers. I, I don't know. I feel like uh, they can't let that one happen for DMX's sake. They just can't let it happen. But I'm here for that eight ball.
1: Uh, you see what I'm dragging over. I put that on there just because I thought it was funny. So my subject, my subject. So if you're listening, you know, we have a, we have a board where we just have, we type things to trigger conversations. Sometimes it's Karen in central park or butt plug tail Sometimes it's COVID-19 is just a globalist conspiracy to reverse climate change. (laughs) I just thought that was funny to type out. Uh, but, uh, no, you know, I saw, you know, you hear all these things like people in LA saying that the air quality is so much better and the sun is out. Like there's like the sky is clear. Sure. and, And all this stuff. And I, I read a report the other day that like in the last two months, Global carbon emissions have dropped almost 20%. Jesus, which is amazing news. Obviously, like that's that's amazing news. But then I just my conspiracy theorist brain was like, what? It was this. Was this like Defcon One? You know, was this like guys? There's no turning back now. We got to do it. Do what? The pandemic. You know what I mean? Push the button. Push the button. Release the virus. (laughs) Yeah. We got to get these people to stay inside for a couple months.
0: All right. The virus is dying down. Release the murder hornets.
1: (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, man. You got to watch those some old like there's a you Google it. There's a bunch of National Geographic documentaries about about those guys, Mm -hmm. those fucking hornets.
0: So this is uh do vegans like bugs like are are bugs off limits when it comes to vegans i really don't know
1: uh you mean yeah that's a good point it depends on what you're a vegan for are you a vegan because you care about animals then yes they probably catch bugs and let them out
0: all uh, right this are i you just a vegan i just
1: to be healthy then fuck an ant
0: is I mean, arguably, is veganism
1: healthy? Well, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I can't, dude. I didn't tell you since last since last episode. I'm, I'm on the I'm on some hippie shit. I'm on some what hippie patruly shit. You got you got fucking beads in the doorway. Nah, man, a lava
0: lamp. Uh, I'm just no. gonna keep guessing. You better spit it out.
1: It is a meal replacement shake called cachava. Oh, okay. I'm familiar. It's, I, it, Pete Holmes, on his podcast, he hawks it all the time. Mm-hmm. He swears by it. And it's like a superfood mixture. It, yeah. It's just like chocolate. All your vanilla. fucking antioxidants. And, and dude, I, like we were worried about the price of it because it's just we're just doing it. Like both Cr and I are doing it for lunch every day, and uh, we were worried about the price of it, because it was like 45 bucks a bag, hmm? but then at the other, it's like, I'm alternating between Wendy's Subway and Chipotle every other day of the week, so what's the difference? I had Wendy's today. And, uh, so, but you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I've been building a deck. We didn't even talk about this shit, man. This'll be it. This'll be the end of the podcast tonight. And, Tell me about we're it. done with our list, but I've been doing the most dad shit in the world, which is building a goddamn deck.
0: And the sure cachava
1: the cachava has been my fuel. And I'm not gonna lie, that stuff I'll drink it for lunch. And uh I got some of those blender bottles, mm-hmm. like a like a good millennial white guy. That's right. And uh I uh it like I stay. I, we should get them to sponsor us. Uh, I stay full. Uh, I feel good and energized. Anyway, it's great. But I, I got the stairs mostly done tonight to the point where we can at least let the dogs out. Who? Uh, Who? Who? Uh, Who? But yeah, the uh, a small building a small deck and stairs is a bigger project than it seems. Are you but, still doing it? Are you doing it by yourself? I am doing it by myself. Did you set Uh,
0: all the footers and everything by yourself?
1: I did. Get the fuck (laughs) out of here. uh, So Friday after, well, I had a workshop at work and the workshop was done by one. By two o'clock, I was outside drinking beers and tearing down the the old deck. Took me about two hours by myself. Well, Miles helped. I taught him, I taught Miles how to use a sawzall, which was cool.
0: <laughs> so that boy's going to be getting himself some catalytic converters when he's like
1: 15. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, he's going to be straight piping his car. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I meant stealing, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, tore that down and then Saturday I, uh, Dug holes and put the concrete footers in. And then uh yesterday I was my goal was to build the whole thing, and that was foolish. It was a foolish goal. Uh after about seven hours, seven and a half hours, I got the platform built and up and was good, sturdy. Sturdiest shit, <laughs> and uh, I'm doing it the right way. Like I like really studied this shit. I, I, got, I like, saw I saw you had like the lag bolts through it and stuff. Got hangers and jo- uh, hangers on the joists I got joists every 16 inch. I, I, I mean, I got everything like right. And uh <clears throat> yeah, and I mean tonight- you
0: have to, especially because I'm sure that you got a permit for it, and you're good. <laughs> and because you know they're gonna inspect it,
1: so of course you got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah got to yeah. do it perfectly and uh and then tonight, I built steps, and uh they're sturdy too. It's really nice, they're like four feet wide, so it's like really a nice like just nice staircase down and uh I am burnt to a goddamn crisp, yeah, I literally last night looked like eighty five percent of white men you see at zumbezi Bay.
0: <laughs> that's man nobody gets that but Zumbezi bay is like our local uh water park uh, you know what
1: i mean though a guy from fucking who lives in Deloitte, yeah, local, the local who, water park he can't, who only wears a wife beater jean shorts and slides <laughs> i'd be really judgmental <laughs> but i'm but that I, burnt i'm that yeah. burnt my my back is that burnt I look like a lobster.
0: Yeah, I got I got fucking burnt this weekend too. Uh, just out, you know, out back, trying to make sure the kids had fun. Um, got the sprinkler out, shit like that. I mean, we don't have a pool, so got that out. Dude, I have. Okay, first of all, I actually used sunscreen.
1: Here's I did where too. I,
0: here's where I didn't use sunscreen. My feet. My feet are so fucking burnt. I mean it literally that looks sucks. like I rubbed like raspberry juice on them or something. I don't know. It's really weird. Raspberry juice. I don't even know why I went there. Uh,
1: <clears throat> I just sent right. you pictures of my I just sent you pictures of my staircase. Oh shit. Pictures incoming. The, the, ig- ignore the bottom and ignore the fact that the second to left <laughs> stair stringer is totally warped. But uh yeah, I got to show up? you this
0: picture of my kid real quick.
1: So my daughter
0: is such a ham. I mean, she is She is such a ham. And we're always like, you, you see like the pictures come up, your memories, things like that. And you want to look through photos. Look at this fucking picture. And this is probably about the time, I'm guessing you guys were probably watching her at this time. But look at this fucking picture. I don't know if you can see that
1: oh yeah look at that tucking the chin back that's when she was here
0: (sighs) she's such a ham all right your pictures came through let's check this shit out live reacts live reacts with jeff
1: oh that looks nice yeah bottom still needs anchored to the ground uh
0: but heck yeah you got one more step or is that last one a doozy
1: Uh no, that once we have concrete and stuff in there, it'll be raised up a little bit. Hell yeah! So yeah, it looks awesome. And the 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 bottom step that Beatrice is standing on in that picture, uh, I forgot because so that was the one thing was I was gonna have steps done yesterday too, but it was higher than I anticipated, and I had to rethink the steps. And I got five step stringers, and it was way too short, so I got six step stringers today. And then I got it all put together, and realize I bought five steps, so I got to get another step for the bottom. So right now there's just a board on there, so the dogs can get up and down.
0: Got it, got it. All right, man. Well, it looks good. I think uh, I think that's our podcast for the night. Uh, I believe you call those docu series. I feel like that's probably going to be a name. I don't. I'm not.
1: That's good.
0: I'm not remembering any other. uh, Also,
1: did we just end the podcast with two minutes of just talking about photos? We're sharing with each other. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, if I still did a video, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Two to three minutes, guys.
0: If we could just get a a shake replacement service to sponsor the next podcast, and because honestly, I pretty much like I've been just eating like shit, just garbage. Oh, let me tell a quick story. I said I went to Wendy's today. I've gone to Wendy's twice in the past like week, and I keep trying to order. I thought that I was doing something wrong because I order on the app, and then I show up, you know, tell them I'm there to get it, whatever. So I haven't been able to order a fucking hamburger. I was like, where are the hamburgers? Like, I don't see it no, in the dude, combos. dude,
1: they got a legit shortage. Yeah, well, the
0: other Wendy's, so 3.32 miles away is the one I normally go to. 4.54 miles away <laughs> is the other one. so I went the other way today. I had to get me a fucking hamburger. It was tight. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. All right, P10, P10, P10 is in the books. Yeah. I'm
1: just gonna see how long you'll stay like that. I know. I'm looking at the recording button, waiting for it to go away. Here it goes.